you know, it's just fun to sing those songs. It's fun to just kind of lift our voices tonight. It's, I just think it's a season, honestly, to be praising the Lord. We have a lot to be thankful for. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, does it? But we always do. Uh, and I was thinking about just some of those things this week. You know, uh, we've, we've had two weeks of life groups where we've had our students back on campus with us, our children back on campus in some way. And, you know, it's interesting that we've only had to shut down one class because of that. And it wasn't a transmission of COVID that happened here. Some, some kids came and then got sick the next day. And nobody else in that class got it. I mean, so we've been very, very fortunate in those ways. Or maybe you would just say that God's protected us. I, maybe that's the better way to say it instead of just saying we're lucky or fortunate or something. And it's kind of pitiful, isn't it? Your pastor just said we were lucky. You know, <laughs> Sorry, Lord. Uh, you know, but that, that's been great. This week, we packed all of our Valentine's bags. Those, those bags that have the Hershey bars in them. And Sunday... After I showed you those Hershey bars, I, I took it home and I ate it. And what's really cool about it is that when you open our packaging, it's actually a, a sealed packaged Hershey bar underneath there um, that shows that it's a Hershey bar. And you can pick those bags up tonight in the gathering room and take them and go ahead and give them out this week to anybody that's a friend or a neighbor, coworker, whatever you want to do. And all it has in it is um, a chocolate bar and a couple Hershey's Kisses and just a little, the little um, Judson Baptist uh, kind of, it's, it's, it's a bookmark. I have one in here. I use it all the time. But it has the Romans Road on the back of it. And uh, these make great, if you ever see these, these make great. Keep them in your Bible, underline things in your Bible, uh, pass them out. I mean, just whatever. I mean, it's, I just love these. And I want to just say this too, because I told Patton he should be ashamed of himself because he didn't tell me this. Uh, I preach from the Christian Standard Version of the Bible. I've been doing that for a while now. And if you've wanted one of those Bibles, now is the time to get one because Lifeway is running a burn sale. And I got a premium leather Bible like this. This is the fake one for 24 bucks. Genuine leather, I think, was 14 And that, I mean, all kinds. So if you want to go to Lifeway, if you're looking for a CSB Bible... You know, that's a, that's a good time to get one. You can get one tonight at lifeway.com. I hope you saw Nate Miley on TV. Did y'all see Principal Miley on TV talking about being back in school? Look at Fox 17. That was good. There's just so many good things happening. And tonight, I couldn't help but think about that. And Kirk planned, if you, if you read this with me tonight, you'll see it in everything we just sang from Psalms, the eighth one. If you have your Bibles, let's look at that tonight. Psalm number eight, and it's one that is, is really beautiful for us because it's titled in my Bible, maybe yours would be a little bit different, but the editor of our Bible, the CSB, titled it God's Glory and Human Dignity. God's Glory and Human Dignity. And I want tonight for you to just take, we're only gonna take 20 minutes, and I want you to just lift your eyes up. Just stop for a minute, whatever your eyes would see here or down or around you today, could you just take a moment and lift your eyes up? I was telling Kathy this last night. My dad gave me a book to read talking about the deeper life, and it has 
some very short biographies in it. Uh, Hudson Taylor, uh, China Inland Mission. Uh, Amy Carmichael from Ireland. Um, oh, the guy that was with the Salvation Army. Uh, and, and just, I mean, just, who was it? Who said it? Somebody said it. Did, no. I just wanted to think you were there with me. <laughs> I can't remember. It's Colonel somebody. I don't know. Um, but in reading about Hudson Taylor the other day, one of the things that it was talking about, and this is important because we're pursuing 20 days of renewal right now. I hope you're using that, and I hope it's beneficial to you and you're ready for renewal conference next Sunday night, the 21st. But Hudson Taylor was talking about how he found kind of this deeper life with the Lord where the Holy Spirit was ministering to him. He's talking about union with Christ. And that's what we're going to be talking about in Ephesians so much. But he said this, I discovered that it wasn't striving after faith, but it was resting in the faithful one. Do you feel like, I mean, can I just be honest with you that I feel like I'm running a race <laughs> I lose. I mean, I just, I'm lo- I just feel like a loser. I feel like I get on a treadmill and it's like one of those fail videos where somebody sets the incline really high and then runs it as fast as they can just to see if you'll fall off and get kicked off into the drywall behind you. That's what faith sometimes feels like, like you're just running after it. And Lord, we've got to change our culture. And Lord, Lord look at what they've done today. Look at what they've done today. You know, whatever it is. And striving, and I always think about this song that um, Keith Green uh, sang so many years ago, and it, it just said, my son, my son, why are you striving? You can't add one thing to what's been done for you because I did it all while I was dying. It's done. Well, we see this glorious picture to raise our eyes up tonight, and here's what I hope happens. Over the next few minutes, can you just go and just rest in the faithful one for a minute? Let's read. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. You have covered the heavens with your majesty. From the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have established a stronghold on account of your adversaries in order to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is a human being that you remember him, a son of man that you look after him? You made him a little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the sheep and oxen, as well as the animals in the wild, the birds of the sky, the fish of the sea that pass through the currents of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout all the earth. There's a a repetition here, and in poetry, when you see patterns or repetitions, it draws your eyes to something important, doesn't it? And we see it at the beginning. So it's the book end here and the book end here. And everything else is hemmed in by those two statements that are one and the same. 
So everything that we're reading is hemmed in by this thought that the psalmist gives us when he says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout all the earth. And for us to understand this, we have to start with that and really understand God's place. Because I think what we confuse so many times are our place, my place, and God's place. Your place and God's place. What's my responsibility? What's God's responsibility? What's God's work and what's my work? Do you remember that when we talked about the good night psalm and the good morning psalm so many years ago from, I believe it's Psalm 3 and Psalm 4, um, that, that talk about, or, or Psalm 4 and Psalm 5, that talk about the good night, the night prayer, and then the morning. If you haven't read those recently, read them, pray them. And you remember we talked about for Hebrews, what starts to happen is that we see the end of our day is just in sight right now, right? We're about to go to bed. Uh, some of you who are night owls may step a little bit later, but you understand that there's a, an ending that's about to come, but Hebrews see things a little bit differently because they see the beginning of the day starting with sleep. And there's this interesting thing that happens. I was just going over this with one of our interns as we were reading a pastoral theology book together that we make all, we, all of our staffs read through this. We make our, our interns read through this. And it talks about how the reason that the day starts with sleep for the Hebrews is because we sleep and God works. God's doing things that are outside of our control. God's doing things that are outside of our ability to shape them or do them. And, and that's why it's important that we understand that cycle of things and that we understand Sabbath and we understand rest, that things are still moving and God is still doing things even though we may not be actively engaged in it. That's God's work. That's God's place. Notice what it says about God, because this is important. It says, your name is magnificent throughout the earth. Now, we may look at that tonight and say, well, God's name is not really known throughout the whole earth. I mean, there's a lot of atheists. There's a lot of people worshiping false gods, a lot of people worshiping Allah tonight, a lot of people in cults tonight doing different things. But think about the untold millions of people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation tonight who are making the Lord's name famous. And just this simple act of you coming into the building tonight and stopping what you were doing to lift up the name of the Lord did something. It did what this Psalm said was going to happen, that the name of the Lord was known tonight in Nashville, Tennessee. So people may say, well, it wasn't known in Kentucky. I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it was here tonight, right? We have done something that scripture says is important. And we can have comfort in knowing that all around the world that's happening everywhere. It's, it's not just here, it's everywhere. And I'm always reminded of that when I think about my favorite Bible character was Elijah. And Elijah's at the end of his rope, he's tired, he's given up. He's just seen God do incredible things and that's when he's tired and ready to give up. Do you ever get that way? Lord, you have done great things. You're awesome. I quit. That's Elijah, isn't it? And he says, it's just me. I'm left alone. And God says, you don't know anything. There's 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee to Baal. Go back and get back to work. Wow, okay. I thought I was alone. 7,000 may not be much when you talk about millions of people, but it's something, isn't it? It's, it's, it's not that I'm alone. And so tonight, the name of the Lord is known through all the earth, and that's God's place. We know that his name is known in China. We know that 
that the, 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 the fires of a revival are sweeping through inland China. We talk about Hudson Taylor, and that is still continuing today. We're seeing that. It's sweeping across South America. We're seeing God do great things. Sometimes we miss it because we just think about our little enclave, our little world, our little state, city, nation. But the psalmist says, uh-uh, around the world. And then verse two, it tells us exactly how this happens. David says, from the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have established a stronghold on account of your adversaries in order to silence the enemy and the avenger. What's he mean by that? I think that what David means by that is, I'm looking around at our nation and we're weak. I'm weak. I slayed this giant Goliath when I was a kid. I wasn't strong. Do you remember what Goliath said to David? What are you, some little dog? Come out here and get after me. What are you, come at me with a stick? He starts cursing him by the name of his gods. And you remember what David said? I come to you in the name of the Lord God most high. Right? He was small. And yet he was doing something. Israel was small. And he says, out of, out of people who couldn't help themselves, you brought us out of slavery. And if you ever read the Message Bible, it says something kind of interesting here. It says, that you shut up the atheist with babies who are singing their songs and toddlers who are gurgling your name. and That's a beautiful picture, isn't it? And then the psalmist says, when I observe your heavens. Your heaven. Who's yours? Your heavens. The work of your fingers. When I think about the work of fingers, I think about intricate work, Right? If you need a, a, a hammer, that's not intricate work. But if you're sewing or some of you maybe do needlepoint or cross stitch or uh, you're doing something that's intricate and you're down here, you're getting after. We, we, we kind of think about this often uh, when we see somebody put on, like a jeweler puts on those magnifiers and they get close to their work. It's intricate. It's handwork, isn't it? And he says that that's how God made the moon and the stars which he set in place. God's place was to create. God's place was to set in place. I just wonder sometimes, when was the last time you walked outside and looked at God's handiwork? I have a dog. I don't know why I have a dog. The dog was doing something the other night at the house and I was like, I paid for this. This is unbelievable, right? But one thing the dog has done is that I walk the dog sometimes at night. It's cold, it's clear, and you see the stars. You know, we are a little lost in that in Nashville because of light pollution. One time... I was out in the country with a visiting preacher who was doing revival and they came from Charleston, South Carolina. And we came outside of the church and his son said, Daddy, look at the sky. No street lights and you could really see it. Do you imagine that's what David was seeing? 
as he looked up and he saw all of those stars and he stopped for a minute and you know what he wasn't worried about? He wasn't worried about COVID here. He wasn't worried about his bank account. He wasn't worried about what Metro school was gonna do or not do. He, he just, you, you get it, don't you? It's, it's almost like he's sitting there maybe outside looking up and this just comes out and it's like you, handiwork, work of your fingers, every star, look at that, wow. And when he does that, he understands the totality of God's place and then says, here's my place. Verse four, what is a human being that you remember him? A son of man that you look after him. You made him a little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. Are you ever amazed that God would put up with any of us? I mean, just, do you know you as well as I know me? David writing this just says, I see that and I don't even know why you do it. I mean, what are we? What's so amazing about us, Lord, that you would do that? We know why Sunday we talked about the fact that we were adopted. We're loved, we're cared for. We're brought into a family. We're not just something God created and set aside. We're, we're important. The Father loves us and he's mindful of us. He pays attention to us. And that just caused David to say, wow, thank you. How cool is it that you would stop what you were doing when you created all of that and just say, I know every hair on your head. I know what you're going through. I'm excited for that opportunity I've given you. I think you're gonna serve me well there. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be hard, but you're gonna get through it. I'm gonna walk with you. The water's rising, but we're gonna make it through. He tells us that we're made by God, made in his image, crowned with glory and honor, just a little less than God. And then he starts talking about how everything in our lives was put under our authority by God. Your work, everything. You've put all these things under our feet. You've given us the ability to rule over the works of your hand. I don't know if climate change is happening. I'm not a scientist. I do know that we have a responsibility to be good stewards of God's earth. I don't know if we should have a keystone pipeline or not. I do know that we should steward the resources that God's given us and that he gives us administration over those things and that as believers to waste an opportunity to exercise godly leadership is a sin. So what did God put under your hands today? What did he give you to do today? 
that he was delighted to look to you and said, this is yours, steward it today. God gave us that. And then he says something that I think is important for us. He says we're ruler over these animals and the wild, the birds of the sky, all of these things. And, you know, it just made me kind of remember that a lot of people, that's their starting point. The starting point is animals or climate or business or whatever. And it's almost as what I think David is trying to get us to do tonight is to stop looking here first, but look here first. And that shapes how we do this, whatever it is. So if God gives you the ability to work in science and, and to bring climate change to a good thing or to, to work over a pipeline or to work in business administration or teaching or to be a grandmother or to be a grandfather or any of those things that God would put under you or to be a, an Awana leader or whatever it might be, that you would look not at that first, but that you would look there first to him first, and then come back to this. See, I think a lot of times if we look here first, even good things, church, I've given my life to serve the church. It's important to me. But if I start there, it's frantic, it's frazzled, there's things to worry about, that's striving for faith, striving for God to do, striving, pursuing, and not resting in the faithful one. But when you look outside at a full moon or an ice storm maybe we'll get tonight, or I hope, I want some snow. I want heavenly storehouses of snow to be dumped. I want to go sledding. I mean, I want to go sledding. I don't pray about the weather very much. I've told you that. I let my wife do that. She does it for us. And God hears her. I mean, it's amazing how he answers her weather prayers. But you've not been praying hard enough about the snow. You need to get after it. Because I'm ready to go sledding, right? Don't you want to see it? I mean, just, just to see the wonder for a minute. When you start there, you rest in this. Don't start here tonight. Now, here we are in 20 days of renewal. And I've been extolling you to jump through a devotional time and to re-engage if you haven't done that and make sure that you're doing those things. And, and that's good. It's important. But just like we were talking about, and I tell you, it, it made me laugh so hard Sunday, is how many people came up and said, well, God must have known my husband needed to sleep this morning. You know, if you were here Sunday and I was talking about how God knows when we need, you know, you come to pray and you're just, you're dead and you're sleeping. So, well, you should have seen my husband. He was sleeping during your sermon. You know, he's, God knew he needed it, I guess, you know. Uh, but don't you know that God knows what you need right now? And could I get you just for a moment? We're gonna bow our heads and pray. Daniel's gonna come in just a second. <laughs> He's going to play, 
And as we do that, that you would just look up. Could you thank God for how great his name is? For how magnificent his name is in all the earth? And I want us to just take a moment and pray. And we're just gonna pray quietly together. Pray for this season of renewal. Pray for what's on your heart, but start with God first. And as you do that, just let the weight of the day go away. Rest in the faithful one. He is faithful. He is good. Father, how magnificent and majestic is your name in all the earth. How peaceful it is and pleasant it is to be in this place tonight to just rest in you. God, we love this church family. Father, we love you. We're amazed that you're mindful of us. Help us tonight to rest to start our day with rest. Father, keep us in perfect peace. And I pray for us that we would, as we pursue loving you, not be striving for faith, but just to rest in the faithful one tonight. Father, there are some questions in the room tonight. They're bigger than what we could understand bigger than what our finite knowledge would know, but we trust you and rest in you and we love you. Father, as we stand here in just a minute to sing, our prayer is that you would encourage our hearts and that you'd be blessed by the praise of your people tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.